G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us for another week of wrestling music, of course, wrestling news I should say, and, and chats and the like, that music that we just heard there, of course, the music of Bronson Reed. Very proud of him. We'll talk about him very shortly. Walshie and Lyle, good evening to you boys. Very good day, Tony. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Thank you, mate. Now that you're all settled into the new house. Well, I mean, I was going to have tonight off as well, but I had to rush back after you imbeciles announcing the wrong venues for wrestling shows last week, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, looking forward to that. Lyle, good day to you. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, your house looks looks the same. Looks the same on white Zoom. Walls. With cats, the white wall behind Cats and dogs walking yeah. around the place on white walls. Are you sure yeah. you're moved? Yeah. Yeah, you I'm, I'm sure. Address, so this makes it hard. I'm sure. I mean, oh, you, yeah, I'm sure. Well, you two were meant to come and look at the house, but um, you were said you were two minutes away, and it had been ten minutes. And I went outside, and you were walking out of my neighbour's house. Tony oh, was wearing a so can, and Tony, you were wearing a fiend mask. Can we talk <laughs> about this family? So yes, we were going to pick Welsh up on Saturday night to head out to go see Wrestle Rock, and we've gone into his new street. And Lyle says, oh, it's number three, unit three, number three. And I said, well, that must be it over there. Which it All isn't. Right. So we pulled out, we pulled up, we hop out. Now I'm wearing, I've hopped into the car wearing a fiend mask with a hoodie and a so big you black wore, jacket. So you sat in the car the whole time wearing a fiend wearing mask. That, exactly. Because it was 30 minutes from his house to Welsh's new house. It was a surprise he, for you. So he anyway, wore the mask the whole time. I was walking. wondering the whole time, when is he going to take this off? He spent it, the 25... He spent he spent the twenty five minutes of the thirty minute drive on the phone to his son. So I was just sitting there with the guy in a fiend mask, like just listening to someone else's conversation. Very so hopped, very poor. We hopped out of the car and we started walking down the driveway, and there was this young man with his child in his arms, the his wife and the mother, and we've walked down to what we believed was number three, unit three, and the guy said to me, "Can I help you?" And in my fiend mask, I said, we're looking for unit three. And he said, yeah, this is unit three. And I said, no, I don't think it is. We're, we're looking for unit three. And he said, yes, mate, this is unit three. Can I help you? And I've gone, oh, my God, uh, we might be in the wrong place here. So, <laughs> Lucky he didn't get shot. <laughs> I do live in Braybrook. I was looking at this guy's eyes and I could see he's thinking, I've got my kid in my arms here. This is going to dig ugly. How am I going to get rid of the child? And kill this bloke at the same time. The worst part of it was, I was probably a couple of paces in front of you, and I didn't realise till I turned around that you still had the bloody mask on. <laughs> and imbeciles. The oh, pair well, of you. Anyway, a good designated driver. We live good to tell the story. A uh, designated driver gets you home. I would define another lift. Well, you know, I don't know what time you got. It was Wrestle Rock. I knew you weren't coming home. After the main event, that's for sure. Hey, speaking of Wrestle Rock, we're going to talk more about it and do a bit of a preview later on. But I tell you what, the Australian Wrestling Network will have some fantastic footage from Wrestle Rock on Saturday, as well as everything else that they've got on there, Welchie. Well, Wrestle Rock's gone up already. There you um, go. I went to log in and watch it earlier, but I think Royce Chambers was in my account because I couldn't get in. Um, so, Royce, <laughs> can you log out? Stop watching your matches. <laughs> hey, he's doing research. And Welsh, he needs to do research because he probably doesn't remember much of the night. 
Well, that's why I wanted to watch it back. Yeah, but that's a that's a good uh, a good streaming service there, Tony. Over seven seven hundred and fifty hours of Australian, not just Australian wrestling, wrestling from all over the world as well. So, there's a lot of good little there's a good little uh, Bronson Reed documentary there that um, from just before he left, so might be worth checking that out as well. All right, guys, time to introduce our guest for tonight. She is the baddest around from the ghetto streets of Ascot Vale. Would you please welcome Katie Lux? Hello, Katie. Hello, guys. How are we? We're all good. I think I speak on behalf of the other boys, but the first question I've got to ask you is. I never knew there were any ghetto streets of Ascot Vale. I always thought Ascot Vale was quite a respectable suburb. Oh, don't you worry. Wherever I am, the ghetto follows. There's probably a two or three street region that's the ghetto. Well, I, thought exactly the ghetto right. Moody, I always thought the ghetto was Moody Ponds. I thought that would have been the ghetto of Ascot Vale. Oh, look, they all connect about five minutes away, so... <laughs> Hey, uh, now, um, so far on uh, what has been a, a pretty busy year for you, 2021. Very busy, off to a flyer. The, um, you've been popping up everywhere uh, recently, and we'll go through a number of the places that you're working. Uh, is there anything you put down to why this year has been busier, you think, than um, previously? I mean, I was definitely surprised, considering COVID, it just really put a stamp, like a stop on everything, you know. And for me, it was a pretty big friction period for me. I was just everything, you know, because prior to that, yeah, I was getting booked here and there, but it wasn't on a consistent sort of basis. Um, but definitely COVID just snapped me into gear and I was like, well, when things are available, I'm just going to get out there and put my face out there, put my brand out there and show up all the time. Is there something you've been doing differently? Have you been doing more networking and approaching promotions or do you think it's just people are starting to take notice of what you're doing? I think people are starting to take notice. I've definitely put in a lot more effort in terms of getting into the gym and being more consistent with my workouts and my training and just really putting more focus on to where I want to be. Because I was out. I was going to say, you talk about your training, you're doing a, a fair bit of training with Carlo Cannon? I am, yes, at Vicious Pursuit. Yep, so that's where I started off a few years ago and haven't left. I was out, I was out there uh, earlier this year to see Carlo about WrestleBrainia mm-hmm. and I saw you doing a workout with Darcy Moss, who yes. is probably one of the more underrated wrestlers in Melbourne. Um, I think he is super underrated, does not get enough credit for how good he is. But what I did notice is um, you and him were killing it. Like, it was actually like watching to watch the match you were having in the ring with him that night. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, Darcy and I have known each other for a while, but it's kind of just effortless when we get in there. It's just we have a good connection, good chemistry, and I don't know, we just click. What is it about the atmosphere down at Vicious Pursuit that's – I feel like uh, when you're down there, none of the trainees leave. They finish their workout and they just want to hang around. Like, what is it about yeah. the atmosphere that makes it it's, such a family? So, yeah. Yeah. It's always a bit like that. A training, after training, everyone just hangs around. And like you said, it's like a family. We can just chat about anything, have a laugh. When it's time to train, don't get me wrong, we train, we put in the work. But then 
you know, when it's all said and done, we can sit around and just chat. And it's it's good. It's a good environment to be in. Carlo's not handing out free beer. Carlo. No, free beer. Carlo's just a nice guy to hang around all the time. That's I it. disagree. Well, he didn't put me <laughs> through a table, but you know, when we when he did have we did have him on the podcast uh well, eighteen months ago now, I think. Um, we did do the interview and I think he hung around for another hour and a half, two hours after the <laughs> after we finished recording. <laughs> it was um Oh, I'm sure he drills them about it, actually. I'm sure he's always in the ear. 
got to come down, watch my daughter. <laughs> um, so when, where, when was it, like, what was it that made you want to attend training at the start? Like, what was it that pushed you to, to make the call and turn up the training that first night? cliche you know everybody says it been watching it since they were a kid and everything like that and the same goes for me I was very young when I started watching it um four or five with my grandfather and yeah I just had this love for it and it just became a weekly thing never miss an episode um and you know how people grow up they go through their phases but for me it wasn't a phase it was just part of my everyday life and I always knew I was going to do it it was just how was I going to do it? Because being in Australia, it's a lot harder than you would have it being anywhere else. And especially back then, you didn't really know if it was an attainable kind of dream. But um, yeah, I realized that there were places you could actually go and watch the local scene. And then I thought, maybe I could give this a shot. And for me, it was around the time I was finishing up with my basketball career. I wasn't really in love with it anymore. I didn't have the passion for it. And I just said to myself, I'm going to give this wrestling thing a go and see how I fare. It's quite an interesting story. For you, for the younger ladies who are in wrestling at the moment, you were mm-hmm. able to sort of model yourself on a lot of the, the women wrestlers of the WWE and the like because there was a, a great women's division around at that time. But before that, and if you speak to, mm-hmm. to women like Vixen and the like who are a little bit yep. older, there wasn't really that focus on women's wrestling. It was very much male-dominated as a sport, not just here in Australia but very yep. much around the around the world. And the opportunities that they got due to that were a lot less mm-hmm. than probably what you guys have had now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember watching back then, I was more intrigued by the male matches by far than I would be by the female matches. Um, but don't get me wrong, like, you know, Trish and Lita, they got all the credit and everything like that. But I still look at people like, you know, Victoria back in the day. I thought she was great. You know, they did have a lot of good talent. I just don't think they were utilised to the best that they could have been. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a time and a place. And, obviously, wrestling for women has grown so much over the years and hopefully continues to do so. And I mean, even... Who were the it, first... Oh, sorry. I would say even now in Melbourne, there's often, you know, one women's match on the card and we'd probably mm-hmm. need to still get to the point where um, either we're having more than one women's match so there's a couple of storylines for you or the intergender thing like dmdu are doing yeah no you know what i really love what dmdu has done they're just you know they're treating everybody equally but like you said it's more opportunities um because the more women that are involved in the scene especially in melbourne and there are quite a few it's hard to get booked onto a show because like you said there are only limited spots available but yeah with dmdu you know, they've just given ample opportunity. And who, who were the first wrestling characters that actually captivated you to want to watch wrestling weekly uh, with your grandfather? Oh, for me, Ric Flair, hands down. I am so, I don't laugh. I am such a... It's awesome. You know what? I'm a mark for Ric Flair. I am such a mark for Ric Flair. Um, absolutely loved him. Um yeah, Chris Jericho as well. I was a big fan of his. Um, yeah, I mean, the standard guys, you would say. Not so much women, like because like I said, I wasn't into the women's wrestling back then. But, um, yeah, just every week watching it. Always someone new. The storylines were interesting and intriguing. And, yeah. 
So does the love of Ric Flair follow through to his daughter? Absolutely. I think she's amazing. And she is definitely on the list of people I would love to mix it up in the ring with, for sure. How long is that list? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably endless, honestly. (laughs) Endless. (laughs) Um, One of the things that has been uh, noticeable through COVID is that there are a lot of the great wrestlers um, from Australia who are back in Australia working, like Charlie Evans. Um, mm-hmm. Is that someone who you're hoping to, to be able to mix it up with soon, like now that she's travelling to Victoria more often? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw her a few weeks ago or a month ago um, at the DMDU show. And, yeah, I really admire her a lot. Would love to get in the ring with her. I think she's great. But then, like you said, there's a lot of talent coming back. Um, you know, people like Robbie Eagles coming back to Melbourne, Adam Brooks, um, Kellyanne was back briefly, and I think she's still back for a little bit. Um, yeah, love to mix it up with these guys. So, sorry, what you go? No, you go, you go. I was going to say, we spoke earlier about the amount of wrestling that you've done in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think you've had, I know you've had at least one trip down to Tasmania, possibly could have even been. Two, uh, what's your thought of the Tasmanian wrestling scene? I love the Tassie scene. I've only been up there once. Um, okay. I believe it was just before COVID. I could be wrong, but, yeah, I believe it was just before COVID. Um, I'm actually going back um, two times this year. So um, next month and then in August, I believe. Um, but, yeah, down there, it's great. I think it's very underrated. You know, they have such a great fan base and they can draw some crowds, you know. I was very surprised when I went down there and just like how interactive the crowd is and how into it they are. And everybody down there, they, they just do a great job. They're just such a well-round-together company and always happy to go back. I'll let you in on a little secret. Not much happens in Launceston on a Saturday night. <laughs> you can either go and, you can either go and watch the wrestling or go to the pub and watch people have a fight. Um, yeah, well, what's it like there's when only, you're travelling? There's only, isn't it, just the Irish pub? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. O'Brien's. It's a, it's a very white city, that's for sure. Um, when when you are travelling, uh, say, to Tasmania and, and you know, you don't know what you're walking into, what's it like as a young wrestler? Uh, you know, you, you're meeting people for the first time. You're in front of a crowd for the first time. You've possibly never met your opponent before. What's mm-hmm. that like? Yeah, well, like, so my first instance with Tasmania, I knew absolutely nobody. Um, I was just going at it alone. Um, but, yeah, went there. You know, they picked me up from the airport and I just very welcoming, you know, because you really don't know what to expect. I think everywhere's dif- everybody is different. But down there, the very family kind of vibe. Um, very welcoming and just, yeah, made me feel at home. Can I say, though, if I'm a young wrestler, going trying to make my way into it and i'm going to a place where i know nobody the good thing about that is nobody knows me so there's no pre-expectations or anything you can just go out there and do your thing and hope you dazzle them that's it it's a lot less pressure believe it or not it's just yeah it's like you said yeah yeah um and a few companies uh have started to put you in prominent positions. You're currently the GCW Women's Champion. Am I correct on that? 
I am lo- longest reigning too. There's a lot of there's a lot of longest reigning going around at the moment because <laughs> of COVID. But you um, what, what what's it like? Exactly when, right. <laughs> what's it like when a company taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, you're going to be carrying the division, you're going to be our champion? Oh, it's a great feeling. You know, it means that the company has faith in you. Um, the promoters have faith in you, and you know, I don't look at it as a burden or anything. I look at it as a challenge, a responsibility, but it's a good one and I wouldn't change it. GCW have a, a big show. Uh, the, is it the 5th of June at the Italian Social Club in Werribee? Yeah. Not that far from Spotswood. You, your dad can bring all his footy mates down. Hey, don't give him any Italian ideas. Club. Do not give him any <laughs> Hopefully ideas. Hopefully he this. Tony's, Tony, send this I'll, to him. I'll, send the GCW sure. flyer. I'll make sure that we get the world district boys there as well. Yeah, get everyone there. <laughs> Finally, wrestling's back at the Tony. Italian Social Club. <laughs> Tony, do not send this to him. Uh, Katie, I'll, uh, I'll I'll make sure he does not hear this interview. <laughs> Amazing. Send him Welsh. Send him Welsh's ticket, uh, Tony, because Welsh is banned from the Italian Social Club, anyways. And, and that was a different promotion. Uh-oh. That was Uh-oh. a different promotion. Doesn't matter. No, you're banned from the Social Club itself, not actually the promotion. Yeah, I may have drank a fair bit that night. And I the, don't remember yeah. much. The exclusive, the exclusive announcement that I've got to make also is that uh, we are the longest reigning Australian podcast to be released on a Thursday afternoon. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's um, something to be proud of, I'm sure. Um, something to be proud of. And you, you're working with BCW now? I am. I had my first match with them a couple of weeks back against Vixen. Um, that was nerve-wracking to say the least, but, yeah, very excited to start working with them. They've all... Always been on my list of companies that I definitely want to break into. It's a really um, different crowd, so um, I, it's a fantastic opportunity for you to, to like you get to work the family friendly crowds at some shows, and then that more adult style um, at BCW mm-hmm. would, would give you a lot more freedom as a performer. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm able to go in there and just, in a way, be myself. You know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily pandering to anyone, but like you said, it's a very different crowd and I did not know what to expect going in. Um, You know, you hear from people how much of a different crowd it is. They're rowdy, they're into it, but it's very specific to BCW. Um, But yeah, I've been there once. I kind of know what to expect, but then again, expect the unexpected. I know um, we spoke, uh, Carlo loves working in front of that crowd because there's nowhere to hide. Like, if you don't do Absolutely. a good job, they'll tell you. Oh, they'll call you out on it for sure. For sure. There's nowhere to hide. Now, um, we, we did speak about DMDU earlier, but um, you mm-hmm. are part of a, um, a stable at Deathmatch Down Under, um, the Anti-Deathmatch Party. Yeah, the Anti-Deathmatch Party with my, my boys, Mitchell Wright and Hector Jones. Absolutely. Now, um, I find that group really entertaining. Um, and I think the night you came out and joined them was, um, it, it actually rounded off the group nicely. What, what's it like working with those two guys? Oh, it's great. And you know what? To be fair, prior to that night, I hadn't worked with either of them before. Um, it was kind of a last minute thing, but 
just gelled straight away instantly. Um, yeah, I think we work really well together. And actually, it surprised me as well how well it kind of meshed together. Um, what what is what are the plans for the anti death match party um, leading into this weekend? I know that you, you guys haven't been announced for the the card, and I'm sure that you take that as a bit of a slight. Oh, it's more than a bit of a slight. It's an insult. Um, look, I can't tell you why. I get it. They've got a lot of matches on the show, but I don't think my boys should be excluded whatsoever. I think they've proven themselves and we've proven ourselves as a faction. Um, but safe to say we'll be waiting in the wings watching. Sort of makes a little bit of sense to me, though. If you're running a deathmatch promotion, why would you promote an anti-deathmatch <laughs> Good point. Good point. That's okay. Know, we can promote ourselves. We'll promote ourselves. Don't worry about it. Because um, for me, Mitchell Wright um, is someone I didn't know a lot about before mm-hmm. uh, he appeared at DMDU. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like he is uh, he's a hidden gem with his promos and the way he can play his character, because he does play different characters around the state. Um, mm-hmm. he, he actually, he's a very talented guy. Extremely. I think he is very, very underrated. Um, on the mic, especially. I don't think he gets enough credit. Very, very clever. Um, yeah, very skilled. And also in ring. I just don't think he gets enough credit. But that's fine. He'll get his time to shine and I think he'll prove it to everyone. One of your uh, one of your finishing moves, and it's not the flying foreskin. I haven't looked up Wikipedia <laughs> for this. That's an old old story. Uh, I need to hear it. <laughs> no, so I got set up here. No, explain it. You have to Tony, I think Tony's done more research in this interview than he's done in his whole career. Usually he just looks up Wikipedia during the interview. And when we had Jake Andrew Arthur on, someone had altered Jake's Wikipedia page to say that his finishing move was the flying foreskin. So Tony asked him about his finishing move, the flying foreskin. Uh, Mr. Andrew Arthur's quite an intimidating guy. He was not impressed. No, it was very much like no. the, it was very much like the audience we were talking about before. He called me out. hundred oh, percent. We were lucky it was in the Zoom era of uh, podcasting and not, and in, not the in the studio. studio. <laughs> That's very for sure. Cool. Your finishing move, though, which is a, uh, a yes a swinging neckbreaker type. Move is the shake and bake. Are you a Talladega shake Nights? and bake? Are you a Talladega Nights type of girl? I, sorry, I love Will Ferrell. You know what? I think I could quote that movie from start it's to a, finish. I really think I could. Good. It's a great movie, but it's no Step Brothers. I was about to say. No, that I agree. I agree. Yeah. Step Brothers is on another level. Yeah. What about Anchorman? Do we like Anchorman? Love Anchorman yes, one and not, two, Anch- not so much Anchorman two though. Oh, you reckon? No. You see, most, I liked it. Most sequels aren't. It. Most sequels aren't anywhere near the the first one, but I reckon Anchorman two was right up there. It's, it gave me a few laughs for sure. Yeah, it was better the second time. Possibly the first time, I was just disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> old school is good as well. That's one of my favorites. yeah. Old school's great. Can't go wrong with Will Ferrell. I say no, he doesn't do too much wrong. I tell you what, I did love. Just to go right go. off the topic, did you ever see the? Did you ever see the documentary that he did where he played for every MLB team in a day? No, yep. he no. Lined, it might not have yeah, been, been but he lined up for like twelve teams where he played every position 
for all these teams in one day. So he flew from one ground, got a and was actually literally signed up by a team, and then they cleared him to go to another. And so every day, and because of the time zones and all that sort of stuff, he was able to go to nine different or ten different venues and play yeah. baseball with all these different teams. It was oh, wow. an amazing doco. Yeah. Are we talking Major League? Yeah, Major League Baseball. Yeah. He, was, he played yeah, with yeah, the Dodgers yeah. and the Yankees and all that. Everyone. It was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into this. Yeah, I haven't they seen this They were doing in-game in trades. They yes. were trading him to the opposition oh. so he could play <laughs> another position. And then it was quickly he was gone on a private jet to another stadium. Coach would call him over and say, sorry, mate, you're gone. So you just walk out, head down, and then all of a sudden, the jet off he goes, he's signed up. Amazing. Very, very good. Actually, he'd be good in a wrestling film, I reckon, Will Farrell. It's probably oh, the only sport he hasn't amazing. done. Amazing. Possibly. Yeah. Well, is that the only basically... sport he hasn't made a film about? Would be wrestling. Well, yeah. What's the probably. one he did where he was the uh, the ice skater? Was it Blades of Glory? Uh, Blades of yes. Glory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's done ice skating. He did, he did basketball with semi pro. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he he also did the basically. He is an athlete. He basically ripped off uh, Ric Flair in the Eastbound and Down. Um, oh, I episode know. that he was in that uh some of the outtakes of of that is amazing <laughs> on YouTube if you want to go look at it. He and he I've does, seen him. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> he does a good Ric Flair impersonation. What a great head of hair. Is that not the best <laughs> you've ever seen? What a yeah, head of perfect. hair. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Katie, uh, seven months to go of 2021. How much yes. do you know about the future of this year for you and, and how busy do you want to be and how busy are you going to be? Oh, for me, I want to be uh, wrestling like every week on a consistent basis. You know, I think it's the worst thing for a wrestler when you have an extended period of time off. It's just takes you out of your groove. But yeah, for me, I've got a few things lined up in the next couple of months, um, traveling around. So I'm, like I said, going back to Tassie, um, I've got, Sydney booked in a couple of months. So, yeah, just making the rounds, doing the rounds. And um, I think I'm heading back up to Bendigo for GCW, which is always interesting. Um, yeah, just heading around. Excellent. Funny Sounds story like you... about Bendigo, actually. Oh, good. Um, I only went up there once for GCW. Um, and I had a match with us and we finished our match and we had to leave. Um, at about 9.30. So I think we were first or second match on the card. And um, you know how everyone's like, be wary of the kangaroos and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think five minutes into our drive, smack, oh, kangaroo oh. rocker. And I was like, yeah. it was amazing. And I was, you know, frozen in fear. Didn't know where the kangaroo was. And then um, obviously... Uh, I was a bit stressed out, but um, when we made the drive back, I was driving at about 40 k's an hour for another two hours, being cautious as you were. And when I got home, I realised, oh, shit, my car, that was my mother's car. Oh. <laughs> so I totaled, yeah, so I totaled her car and um, I was happy about it because, you know, I recently bought a <laughs> brand new car about two months prior, but... Safe to say, it was not a cheap trip up to Bendigo. And how did that conversation go when you had to break the news to your mum? 
driving so slow on the way back. I was just hoping she'd fall asleep, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, she was out there with the flashlight ready to inspect. I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and, but the good thing is, is a dad would have been right behind his daughter. Yeah. I don't know about that one. (laughs) (laughs) So now if you need. Now, if you have to borrow the parents' car, is it like uh, going to a hire car? You have to checking all the dings and the scratches before you uh, take the car? She'll do a full inspection before I take it and when I bring it back. <laughs> Screw on we'll take, before she drives out. Take yeah. the extra insurance <laughs> option. Yeah. Take yeah. some photos. Yeah, the lot. All right. Thanks uh, for joining us, Cuddy. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Looking forward to following uh, your career throughout 2021 and beyond, and uh, we'll catch you soon. That was Katie Lux joining us right here on the Turnbuckle. Turnbuckle this week. Uh, good interview. There you go. She's a lovely lady. Yeah, Katie's uh, an up-and-coming wrestler who I think people need to get their eyes on because I think she's going to go places. Yeah. yeah. Def- definitely turn the COVID lockdown into a positive with um, getting a network out there, you know, training a bit harder in the gym and stuff. So, yeah, 2021, sky's the limit at the minute. Now, no, Tony... Are yeah, you, are you outside a hospital at the moment? Well, no, uh, but my mum was in hospital yesterday. She uh, got run over by a group of cyclists, which uh, wasn't too pleasant for us. So we've got her at home now. She's she all right? Yeah, a bit of a bump on the head and very sore around the body and the like, but she was okay. But I was a little bit disappointed yesterday. We went into the Royal Melbourne Hospital, which was where she was taken by the ambulance. And uh, when she was in the room in emergency, I was looking for a chair so I could sit down next to her. And as I went looking around, I couldn't find any. And when I came back, there was a bloke sitting in a chair next to my mum, and it was JJ Ferno. That's that's a, so. With COVID, you're only allowed to have one visitor at a time, aren't you? You would have had to, exactly. so I had had to, to go visit someone else while he was there. So beautiful old lady called Betty. She was 85 years old, got pneumonia, but she was lovely. 
Um, did you eat her dinner? <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, you <laughs> you didn't Definitely, hundred percent. You did. Of course, you would have. He would have eaten a few dinners while he was there, I reckon. <laughs> so JJ, JJ Furno was stooped. He, he knows uh, no JJ, bounds, that man. He's got a lot to answer for, JJ Furno. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. And we, we need to get him on the show soon so he can answer. He's had a lot to answer for for a long time. Well, He'll um, be in the hot seat. It's going to be sooner than later, Tony. Ooh. Okay. That's, uh, there you go. Stay tuned, folks. JJ Furno, possibly. In the next year, I'd say he'd be in the hot seat, but he's got a few hot seats now. Yes. Hey guys, time to talk some uh, our serious news segment here on the Turnbuckle, and Eleni Thomas joins us as always to do that. Hello, Eleni. Hi guys, happy to be here and talk about some interesting news stories. Yeah, we'll kick it. Today. We'll kick it off with New Japan Wrestling and the COVID update over there in Japan. What's happening? Yeah, so um, I guess it's a positive, positive take and update on this one. New Japan. Don't say a... positive and COVID at the same time. That's a good. Point. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. Oh, it's a more promising update well than than previous ones. New Japan have announced that they will return to running shows starting May twenty second, despite the recent outbreak of COVID cases the company has faced. Uh, so the company released a statement saying that they will resume their Road to Wrestle Grand Slam tour, and they also announced dates for May 24th, 5th, and 26th at Korakuen Hall. Um, in their statement, New Japan also gave an update on the nine wrestlers who had tested positive, saying that these wrestlers have continued to display minor symptoms and have received medical treatment. And the company said further that wrestlers and staff will only be allowed to participate after di- di- diligent screening. So that's... Yes, a more hopeful update rather than a positive one. Yeah, that's yeah. hopeful, and that's a good thing. It's been um, it's been a bit uh, scary to watch what's been going on around the world, and New Japan haven't been immune from it recently. So, hopefully, we can stop getting COVID stories about wrestling in the next few weeks and never have them again. That'd be nice. I wouldn't be That'd too be sure nice. that's going to be the case, but. We can only hope. <laughs> no. Tough for Japan at the minute, that's for sure. No doubt. Still don't know how the Olympics are going to go ahead, but apparently they are. Uh, some news out of Impact Wrestling, Eleni. Yeah, so um, Moose will challenge for Kenny Omega's Impact World title at Against All Odds, which will take place on June 12th on Impact+. Plus. Uh, so Moose earned the opportunity at Saturday Night's Under Siege on Impact+, Plus in a six-way match where he was able to pick up the win. Uh, and so Moose recently lost the TNA title to then-champion Rich Swan in a unification bout before Swan ended up losing both titles to Omega at last month's Rebellion. So interesting to see if he'll get the win or if Kenny Omega will keep the titles and then take all the titles. He's got a lot think, of titles. I think he's taking all the titles. Um, I, I think it'll be a good match, though, because... Um... Kenny hasn't worked anyone of Moose's size for quite a while. So um, I think that the things he's going to be able to do during the match will will probably get the creative juices flowing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. Moose is really good in the ring. Well, my creative juices are flowing. Surely they get Phil Collins to sing at the Against All Odds pay-per-view. I don't... Think no anyone wants to hear Phil Collins sing anywhere, Tony, hmm. in twenty twenty one. Just makes sense. I think, 
I think the last time he was relevant, Tony, there was a gorilla playing the drums on an ad. I don't even remember that. There you go. A Phil Collins okay. reference is not going to do great business in 2021 no, on this podcast that. either. Yeah, I'm just sitting here quietly. I'll just I'll let you guys chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> he's before honestly, he's before my time, so well, that should give you something of an idea of how old Phil Collins is. You uh, watched WrestleMania Backlash. What were your top two news stories out of there? Yeah, well, well, my first story is a genuinely exciting moment. I'm a huge fan. Nobody's Mysterio. more excited than I am, believe me. Oh, lovely. Well, yeah, I love Rey Mysterio. I always have. Um, and so it was great to see him and his son, Dominic, make history at WrestleMania Backlash by becoming the first ever father-son tag team champions ever in the WWE. Um, and so after the match, Dominic spoke with TalkSport to discuss the win where he spoke about how winning the tag team titles with his father was a dream of his. Uh, he said he would also love a WrestleMania one-on-one match against his dad um, and that his last bucket list would be being able to induct him into the Hall of Fame as a WWE superstar. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I would love to see them face each other at WrestleMania. That would be a cracking match. Um, yeah, I think I'm not. Like the story of them winning the tag titles is nice for them. It didn't do a lot for me um, because I got a cold, dead heart. But uh, Ray is probably one of the most important wrestlers of the modern era. Like, I don't think without Ray, we have wrestling doesn't look like it looks now. Um, so to have a storyline that sees him go out wrestling his son at WrestleMania, I think would be probably there'd be no more perfect way to send him out yeah that's good and did you meet Ray Mysterio at all Tony when you're in Chicago no I, no, I didn't no you didn't did you go to just Chicago one of your favorite wrestlers who, who did just one of your oh, favorite the wrestlers the mask. what's his name the other Kalisto the mask. yeah that's Kane it. you meet Kane no the, the fiend mask Hurricane Helms the other guy with the mask no. No, he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, the, the father and son versus uh, against each other at a uh, WrestleMania. As long as the story's right, I think it could be intriguing. I think it's an easy story to tell. Um, you've, you probably... You, it, I think it's an easy story to tell. You could, It's the same as when you tell a, a brother's story. Um, there's always that element of realism that you can tap into. Um, I don't see... How Ray is, is is the baby is the heel in that situation? I don't think he'd have to be the baby face. No, oh, no, Dominic would have to be the heel for sure. Yeah, beating up his old man. Yeah, it'd be well, it'd be the old man. You know, thinking that the kid's probably getting a bit too big for his boots and trying yeah. to keep him level headed and stuff, and the kid just getting bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden it explodes. That'd be the story. You, you, sounds like you've gone through something similar there, Tony. A couple of times in real life. It's in reverse, though. It's it's, it's Tony's kids trying to keep him level-headed. The problem. <laughs> when you're a superstar radio announcer like I've been in the past, it's a bit. I hard. don't. I don't understand why you walk into the house after a hard day's work, Tony, and introduce yourself to your whole family as Tony Shabeki. How are you going? He makes he makes his wife play entrance music as he walks in. After 30 years as ground announcer at the MCG, I come home and it's a very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys, and no girls because I don't have any. And welcome. Dinner will be served in 15 minutes' time. <laughs> so Moving just, on. 
second favorite yeah, story out of the uh, pay-per-view? Yeah, well, you know, WrestleMania Backlash featured great matches, compelling storylines, and of course, zombies, guys. No, uh, the news... Of course, the Miz and Damien Priest settled their rivalry in a lumberjack match. However, the match proved to have a surprising twist. Instead of a typical lumberjack match, the two men fought each other while also fighting off a horde of zombies. The match ended with the Miz's defeat and the zombies ambushing him. And while many fans, like myself, were left very confused, there has been speculation that this move was a not-so-subtle add to f- for former wrestler-turned-actor Dave Bautista's new movie, Army of the Dead, which sponsored the show. Um, and so WWE attempted to put the zombies in context by showing a tweet from Batista saying he couldn't make it, but that some of his friends will be. So, yeah, I have nothing else to say about this. <laughs> it, was, it was so stupid. I was, it, was make, it was making me laugh during it. I, the one part I did enjoy was John Morrison coming to the ring and doing parkour on uh, Zombies. Uh, at ringside <laughs> and I'm pretty sure one of those zombies may or may not have been a uh, Mark Wahlberg um, that he was doing Mark Wahlberg uh, uh, Maddie, Maddie Wahlberg sorry um, he's, uh, stop stealing brother. Tony's gimmick yeah apologise that for Tony uh, we'll edit that out make it sound um, like you said will. it <laughs> um, I saw that Scotty Too Hotty was one of the zombies I heard that he that was just a save on makeup um, that's, that's, that's a bit harsh Look, I, I saw reports of zombies and I thought, look, I'll watch it. How bad could it possibly be? Like, it can't be that bad. I, um, I turned the pay-per-view off after that match. I, I couldn't <laughs> go on. This is why I'm so happy that they brought out the WWE Network because, seriously, I wouldn't be paying 40 bucks and be happy with having to watch this on main event. But At least I can pay bucks a month on WWE Network, whatever it is. And I get it for nothing. But if the zombies weren't there, it was an excellent show. Yeah, it like was. The matches the re- were fantastic. Uh, it, that, that's a disappointing part. Like um, The great wrestling matches from start to finish are going to get lost because everyone's just going to be talking about stupid zombies. Um, but oh, I don't know. How much did the uh, studio pay for the, the ad spot? Of having Batista want to be a lot. There. Well, they're but, getting um, billions of dollars everywhere else. Surely they don't need to do this. But, but it's not just um, them. WWE and AEW like putting on these fantastic like special events, and then always ruining them with one stupid piece of crap in every show. Yeah, and that's all that people talk about is that one thing that when really, like, I shouldn't be talking about zombies. I should be talking about the great matches and. I'm here talking about zombies. And now poor Miz is injured. Yeah. And I don't mean because he was devoured by zombies. It looks like he's uh, injured his knee and he's going to be out for the best part of the year. Yeah. He's done his, he did his ACL mid-match, Tony, and then yeah. he was fighting off zombies yeah. <laughs> afterwards. So he finished the match. Like, obviously, um, yeah, he, he worked second to none in WWE. The, one of the hardest workers there for sure. So he gutted through it. Um, did feel a little bit for Damian Priest having such a high-profile match with Bad Bunny, getting all that extra publicity. They did the WWE 24-7 or docu- documentary on him. And so what do you got for me as the next pay-per-view? Are uh, you wrestling in a ring surrounded by zombies? Well, at um, least he's going over. <laughs> yeah, 
Elena, your favourite match on the night? Um, you know, the funny thing about this is I actually really liked the match. Like, like I actually thought, and that was another thing why this frustrated me so much is because, yeah, I love The Miz. And so I actually, like, the match itself I thought was quite good. Um, and it's like you guys were saying, they just kind of ruined what was actually a really good pay-per-view. Um, Cause I was really looking forward to it. And then I got a text from my brother saying, did you see zombies were at WrestleMania? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought he was joking. So that kind of ruined it for me, but I did love that match otherwise, but the Rey Mysterio match, I love it. Especially, you know, it was the ultimate underdog match yeah. and I'm a bit of a sucker for matches like that. So I enjoyed that one the most. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was Cesaro. Like he arrived. Uh, there's no absolute newfound yeah. respect for him. Uh, I loved him, in, liked him uh, as a wrestler, but I just think he is so good at the moment. He's just just about opportunity. Um, yeah. He's getting the opportunity to be in a spot where a lot of people thought he should be, but he's connecting with. I think he's connecting in a way that he never has before. Yeah, yeah, he's find, finding a way. Yeah. And I'm, in, I'm actually really enjoying Bobby Lashley as well at the moment. He's, the, the main event pitcher is like for both heavyweight titles um, is really, really good at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty is. good when you protect a guy and he doesn't go 50 50 in booking. Bobby Lashley looking good when he probably only yeah. lost three or four matches in a year. Yeah, correct. Hey, Eleni, always good to catch up. We'll do it again next week. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Lenny Thomas with the Super Serious News segment right here on the Turnbuckle. All right, let's get into the rest of the news, boys. And, of course, fantastic news is that Bronson Reed is the NXT North American champion. Before we have a chat about it, with thanks to WWE, this is what Bronson Reed had to say after his match with his wife in the ring. Thank you, everyone that's here. Thank you. That's all of you fans that come here and always support us, guys. <laughs> to the people at the commentary desk, thank you. To everyone at the back, thank you. Everyone that believed in me to get to where I am today. But most of all, <laughs> thank you to my wife, Paige. It's hard being a wife of a pro wrestler, especially the past 14 years when I had zero dollars in the bank. She supported me, and this is the reason why now I'm living my dream, and I am the new North American champion. The colossal era of NXT has begun. Pretty chuffed there, isn't he, boys? Well, look, um... Everyone in Australian wrestling knows the amount of work that Paige has done behind the scenes. And um, for her to be able to get in the ring after he wins his first WWE title and, um, and for him to be able to, you know, to give her her props because she sacrificed a lot um, to get him there. They've been together since, like, high school. Like, um, yeah, I think uh, everyone in Australian wrestling was watching that with a tear in their eye. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can see it on his face after once the ref handed him the belt after the match. Um, you could see the emotions. Fourteen years of hard hard work. Yeah, 
sacrifice and obviously his wife sacrificed along the way, um, doing a lot of work behind the scenes at Wrestle Rampage before, you know, getting the contract. So it's an amazing years, match. 14 years to the day since his first match. Yeah, it's crazy coincidence. It's such a cool anniversary. Now, obviously, you know, rem- remember that forever. It's a great match, obviously. You probably uh, struggle to have a bad match with Johnny Gagano, but, you know. I like that it wasn't too long. Um, no, no, it was a nice, quick, in-and-out yeah. steel cage match. No Tell the story. Giant, yeah, no giant ridiculous stunts or anything like that. Just good storytelling, which Johnny Gagano's one of the best at, that's for sure. And put him over clean as a sheet in the middle well, of the ring. Johnny doesn't need the title. Um, no, that's and now, I mean, we haven't really had anyone take this title and make it their own. So the work starts now, obviously, um, for Bronson Reed, Jonah Rock, to now make that title his own and sort of... Uh, become the guy that we expect that he will become in WWE. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. Looking forward to following that over the next uh, few months and uh, seeing how Bronson Reed goes with that North American Championship in the NXT. So we eventually got to the uh, Brewery Ball Uh, Saturday night. But before we did... Well, because you, you thought if you like, thought that Lyle and I were getting the venue wrong last week was a work, well, it wasn't. Have a listen to well, this. Hang on, wait before you throw yeah, to this. Yeah. Do you know how many messages I got about you guys giving the wrong venue for a show you actually had tickets to? Okay, well, let yeah. us just both what, say what, that we did. The, we we got there early, and we thought, oh, we, while we're here early, we'll do a little preview of uh, of the show yeah. beforehand, and well. It, Went south. Well, here we are at the Corner Hotel. Lyle, we've finally got in. It's fantastic. Band set up right in front of us on the stage. But yeah. mate, there's no ring. I would have thought they would have had the ring set up oh, by maybe. now at 7 o'clock. Yeah, it's a bit different. Normally, they have it set up. A lot of patrons here. Um, I'm looking forward to the wrestling. We, we did got an easy park. Obviously, designated driver being myself. Be, never, this will be the quickest ring setup ever, Tony. Mate, I've never seen so many emos at a, at a wrestle rock. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've all got the same band T-shirt on. Yeah. Sort of weird. Let me um, just ask this guy. Excuse me, mate. We're here to see wrestle rock. Do you know why the ring isn't set up? You, have you... Wrestle rock. What the fuck's a wrestle rock? Uh, I think. Mate, do you, you want to give Welsh a call? Yeah, yeah. Let's turn this off. Um, right. We'll do this again. Alright. Use your bar, Joe. Yeah, so we eventually got there. Once you rang Welshie and he told us exactly where it was. Yeah. Told you exactly what I thought of you as well. Mm. It was weird. We did, you know, obviously, Tony, you went and checked the both bars there. You couldn't find him. No. I went to the toilet. I couldn't find him there. And Which is where he normally we, um, it's, Yeah, it's um, chronic. Um, but, you know, You got there just in time for the, first, for the first bell. Do they have unisex toilets? Do they have unisex toilets at the corner hotel? They do not. That's the reason why, because Welshy is normally found in the toilets. Yeah. So Bristol Rock was good though. When we finally got to the brewery. Oh, I had a yeah. good time, well, Tony. I had a great time. It was funny. Yep. There's some really good matches. Really good- 
It was a really fun night. Um, you know, Brooksy and Royce delivered totally in the ring. What you'd expect and want yep. them to have in the match. It was great. I thought yeah. um the, the good thing about that match is I thought Brooksy was really generous. Um, mm-hmm. It's like he went out there. Um, if, if I'm going to win this match, I'm going to make sure that at the end of the match, I've made Royce, I've made it all about Royce. And I feel like they achieved that. Um, yeah. I was having a quick chat to Brooksy after the, after the show. Um, I think against his will. Um, I think I was imposing myself on him. Uh, but he was saying that um, the beauty of working with Royce is that Royce is always asking questions. So why did you do that in the ring? Why are we doing this? He's trying to understand it all. And for a guy like Brooksy, um, I feel like that's what you're looking for in a young opponent, someone who wants to learn and someone you can tell some really good stories with while, while you're both still in the country. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks, he's come up against well. Slicks and Brooksy. Well, he's wrestling Brooksy again next week as well um, at MCW yeah. Fusion. Tickets are still available for that. So um, if you didn't get to Wrestle Rock, um, probably make sure you get tickets to that show because it'll be um, in an intimate environment. So you'll get to see... And, uh, and Royce and Brooksy aren't going to... They're not going to half-ass a match against each other because they've, no. they've got a natural story to tell. So if you weren't at Wrestle Rock, and even if you were... Um, it'll be worth price of admission just to see that match uh, with in a really small room. Yeah. Who, who who's was your favourite on the night, Tony? Brooksy or Royce's uh, Swanton? Which was your favourite? Oh no! Well, I I totally ignored their match because they both ignored me when they walked out to the ring and didn't give me a high five. So you must have annoyed every ignored every match because every did not watch a match wrestler. at all because no one gave me a high five. Is that why you didn't talk to us? Because we didn't high five you either. <laughs> exactly. There is footy on. There is footy John line of um, Brooksy fresh airing you. Um, and it was a. Genuine I just want to point out. All right, well, you told me you couldn't get a high five, and no one was high fiving anyone. So then I just stuck my hand over the fence, and I got two high fives in quick oh, succession. No, no, no. Everyone else was getting high fives. It was just me. I was being totally <laughs> ignored. It was weird because at the end of the night, Tony, I looked over and it looked like you were mugging one of the announced teams, Julian James. So you didn't get a high five off anyone. No, no, but so I, got you massive, him. I got a massive, massive cuddle. I don't know. That was a one-way cuddle. He looked, <laughs> he looked didn't look perturbed. like he was enjoying it. From my angle, I could, I might have been on the wrong angle, Tony. Right. So looked like you were enjoying it a lot more than he did. His lips, might have, been, his lips might have been mouthing, help. <laughs> Who the fuck's that? I think he said was his exact words. Um, and, and then Chris Fresh ran away when I was went to hug him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He well, the bloke moved so fast. He was in a kilt. He was probably worried what you were going to do. <laughs> I um, I I, I, I thought that uh, the matches were all really good. Uh, obviously, the stupid fun of it was a typical wrestle rock match with Lockie Hendricks versus Rich Waterman. Yeah, um, where. Drunk Uncle Beige and Edmund Edwin got into it. Uh, Edwin did a, a cross body off the top rope, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I may yeah. not be remembering correctly, but that's... No, you're remembering correctly. And it's Fight forever, I believe. Coming out of Wrestle Rock, we want to see them in a real match 
Now they might have to get another referee. Uh, I believe I tweeted. Uh, well, uh, I believe I tweeted that I wanted to see that match. Um, it, it was it was really good. And the other one was um, Aisha versus Charlie Evans. Um, Great match. A really good match, and it may even be the best Aisha match I've seen. Um, and I can tell that I can tell you the people who should know better thought that Aisha had legitimately injured her knee. One hundred and ten percent, she fooled a lot of people. Well, yeah. apparently, including some of the people backstage. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Good worker. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. They've got great chemistry, uh, Aisha and Charlie in the ring. Uh, while Charlie's still in the country, I hope we get to see that match a couple more times, and you know Ooh. that we can be part uh, part of the audience. That's for sure. I feel like. Um, uh, I feel like. So we were talking to Katie Lux earlier and, and similar to her, her and Aisha have been the big winners in Victoria coming out of, um, of the COVID lockdown where they're both, they've, they've got a very similar career to trajectory, I think. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing them do some more stuff together. Yeah. And we should say to uh, Wrestle Rock Management, if you were to hold another event at the brewery and this year, we wouldn't be opposed to it. I didn't mind it as a as a venue. No, it was it was a nice. I'm venue. looking forward to them being back at the corner hotel. But the corner hotel does have that certain something about it. Yeah, Where, I, magic, well, the magic of every July, gig I've been to, and it's easier July for us. July 31st. Going. Yeah, July 31st, my birthday, Tony. Oh, really? July 31st, their next show. A couple of days before mine. Right. Yeah, so well, we will be there. Look forward uh, to getting back to the brewery for that one. I, I thought I was um I was well behaved at Brewery Brawl. I no, might you were, I, might, I might let loose it. I might let loose at Wrestle Rocks next uh, On the Welshie scale, he was definitely well behaved. And I'm not sure I appreciated the uh, Tim Tam beer. Well, I can't believe you uh, ordered the Tim Tam beer. You were drinking seltzers well, and switched to a stout. I yeah. can't believe you forced me to have some. And I'm pretty sure you only wanted me to have a mouthful. So it took another mouthful away from you having it. Yeah, it was horrible it. stuff. I'm still tasting that on Sunday. Uh, the new Australian wrestling magazine has been launched, guys. It's called Oz Res, A-U-S-W-R-E-S. And you can find it at www.ozres.com. Yeah, look, the first issue was released today. And um, I've read about half of it. And it's a really good read. There's a fantastic article in there on Mikey J um, and sort of you know, what he's doing since uh, he left MCW. There's uh, some stuff on Brooksy, um, the rise of DMDU, uh, a little bit on Steph DeLander and Matty Warburg signing Aussie Open being in Australia. Look, I would recommend going to the website, getting the download. It's um, it's really well well done. It's It looks really professional. Does that mean they oh, get yeah. before we... Oh. Um. It's well, yeah. it's an article. It's, yeah, yeah, they got they got some quotes. It's an article. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, we've um, yeah. uh, we'll do something. We'll do something with Mikey pretty soon. Yeah, he's been busy, Tony. PCW and Wrestle not Rock. And not busy enough. Just find the time. We'll, we'll we'll get him in there, mate. We'll get him. But th- this magazine is well worth it. I mean, the first issue is free to download. Um, it looks looks amazing. Looks professional. Um, yeah. Some great articles, PWA and Aussie Open uh, coming back and tagging for the first time in the country. 
it's got all the reports on all the big shows around the country and little little news items in there. Yeah, the news item on vicious, vicious Pursuits in there as well. Uh, yeah, with their, and their, their relationship with um, Malaysian Pro Wrestling. So um, I would definitely recommend it. Well, if it's yeah, Lee, I'm looking forward to the second issue. Well, it's definitely so ozrest.com. And there's a link on our web. There's a link on our on Facebook page. Go to our Facebook. Go that way. Uh, WWE backlash. We have spoken about DMDU tournament preview. Excited for this up this weekend. It's huge, massive. Two nighter, two nighter, Tony. Night one, some big matches on there, mate. Some big matches. As as we've said in the past, there's eight matches on that night one that could all nearly be main events on most cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. Do I'm we have picks? Uh, I really want to see Tommy Knight go all the way. I always pick with my my heart, not my my head. Um, I want to see Tommy Knight go all the way. I want to see Tommy Knight versus Jake Taylor in the final. Just two big men beat the shit out of each other on night two. I'm going for a fight. Yeah, who? I'm just going for a female. I don't know who, but I think that no, I reckon a female might win. A few in the there's a there's a few in the tournament. Yeah, no, I yeah, just reckon a female might win. Pick from, I'm casting my net wide on that one. Yeah, I like mean Jessica Troy, Jessica Troy, Charlie. I did Evans, say Jessica Troy Andy last Lee's week in the tournament. I did say Jessica Troy yeah. last week, and Rochelle Rogue would be a. A good underdog as well because it's her first interstate booking. Um, I'm going for Royce because I always yep. do. No, and I'm, contract- I'm contractually yeah. obliged to. to tip I would have thought that Royce would have definitely given me a high five. He doesn't like you, Tony. Yeah. So you ate two packets of his noodles when we shared a hotel room in Sydney. Well, he shouldn't have offered him. And to- made him sleep. And you made him sleep on the couch. This <laughs> man was wrestling. And you made him sleep on a and it's, he it could have slept on the king bed with me. I offered that to him, but he didn't want it. You also <laughs> ate you also ate most of his nuggets at McDonald's after night one. So yeah, twenty four for nine ninety five. I thought he would have been able to spare a few. He was wrestling. He needs you already had your twenty four on, you on the loose change on the loose change menu. You you ended up having thirty two, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got night two of. Um, this weekend, Aussie Open versus Miss Spent Youth. This is an amazing opportunity for Murdoch and Asia. I'm devastated I won't be there for night two. One of the best, one of the best uh, tag teams in the country, if not the world. So, yeah, really looking forward to this weekend. Yep, certainly am, and we look forward to seeing tickets you. Are t- limited, limited tickets are still available, so okay. Um, if you if you don't have tickets yet, get onto it. Uh, Ricochet, what do you got to tell me about him? Oh, that was funny. Uh, I think it was WWE put up a post on who's the best high flyer in um, in the WWE. And let me try and find uh, the tweet, actually. You might have to have a screenshot of it because I'm pretty sure he's deleted his part. Oh, I've got a screenshot of it. <laughs> he, just got a ch- he loves getting himself into trouble on Twitter Whether oh, he he's likes- training at uh, wrestling schools He shouldn't be training at no, uh, Hanging around with pedophiles I wasn't going to go that far, but yes 
hanging around with anti-maskers. Convicted. Oh, wow. Convicted sex offenders. Yeah. So I think it was someone... uh, So so someone... He said it was him. He's easily the best. And someone said, yeah, but Io Shirai's a phenomenal high flyer, the best at what she does. And he said, I'm not saying she's not amazing. She is. She 100% is. But I can do capitals everything she can probably even better she can't do what i'm capable of maybe not even half firstly the grammar is awful what's tough to read my the the best part is someone's response was well she can win matches on tv uh (laughs) and also she can connect with the crowd that's something that ricochet has not been able to do for quite a while yeah look look he may he got be murdered. He's been he's been yeah. murdered on social media. <laughs> look, look, he may be the best high flyer in the world. It's every, anyone can have their own opinion, but I'm pretty sure you, he shouldn't be doing that to. Uh, Why are you chasing clowns? Especially one who's like I mean, WWE Stan Twitter like loves loves Io Shirai as well. So that was yeah. never going to end well for poor um Rick O'Shea. Yeah. No. Oh well. Anyway, uh, Kenny Omega boys. Mate. Yeah, go, uh, Kenny. What? What about him? Hey. You got nine. Another belt. Do you win another belt? Nineteen of them now, or? Oh no, I'm asking you. Uh, did you read the whole headline or? Uh, Kenny Omega versus Andrade. Yes. Triple A. I mean, so we're. Well, go on, Lyle. This is your department. My department? I don't watch a lot of Mexican wrestling. I'm excited for it, though. You're the most excited of the three of us. (laughs) Well, I love Kenny Omega and Andrade. Well, I don't didn't... Other than his NXT run, I didn't enjoy his main roster stuff, but he'll be looking to uh, prove the doubters wrong, prove he's one of the best uh, in-ring performers, uh, probably better than Ricochet. Hopefully Ricochet doesn't tweet about it. Um, yeah, Triple A, a mania is it? Is it triple ma- tri- triple mania? Isn't it? Uh, something like that in Mexico. Uh, it'd be good for they got this the Triple A heavyweight super giant heavyweight title that Kenny Omega's got. Um, Absolutely sounds like they're fighting for the Who Cares Cup. So let's move on to the next story. It's New the biggest Japan. promotion in biggest promotion in Mexico. The Who Cares Cup. This this could be this was a match of the year candidate before they've even stepped in the ring. Tony, oh, they're fighting for the kissing your sister cup. You no, know it's you shouldn't the... do it, but it's not too bad. Have you made out with your sister, Tony? No. No. Did you get a trophy saying. for it? No. Did you lie about doing it and you just got a trophy? No. Well, what are you talking about? New Jack has passed away. He has. Um, uh, obviously, one of the one of the most controversial figures in wrestling for quite a while. Uh, also, a hardcore wrestling legend. Um, so yeah, that was obviously sad to see. Not a huge surprise, but um, always sad to well, see. For him to actually make it out of the late nineties and early two thousands. When some other wrestlers didn't make it out with all the injuries and the 
the stuff he put his body through with all his dives, you know. With all of his know. cocaine. Oh, yeah, during matches, of course. Um, no, but one of the mainstays in ECW actually set them apart. Um, him wrestling in his matches, basically. Trying to murder people. Murder people, you know. That's how I knew about him. I, I missed the ECW stuff, but, you know, the mass transit incident, uh, beating up a 70-year-old wrestler. Throwing um, a guy off a scaffold, aiming for the ring post. Telling everyone he was deliberately trying to kill Vic Grimes. Um, <laughs> disappointed he didn't in the end. Well, Vic Grimes did fracture his skull on a dive. Um, so he lived, he lived in constant pain for years and seizures on the back of what he put his body through. Yeah. 58, I think he made it to. I'm pretty sure 20 years ago, if someone said he was going to make it to 58, he would have taken it. Um, All for 50 bucks a night. Well, no, he made his money in wrestling, um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he he spent his money in wrestling as well. uh, Well, he may have made some money outside of wrestling, as well, might not have been his own only occupation. Um, but yeah, it's cult figure in in that genre, and one of the best guys at blurring the lines between Jerome and New Jack. I don't think there was much difference to uh, not in the end, yeah. After all, not in the end, that's for sure. He was New Jack twenty four seven. All right, let's have a look at the upcoming events right around Australia. Friday night, the 21st of May, DMDU night one at the Arrow on Swanston, PCW Slam, the tag team turmoil in Ferntree Gully. And then on Saturday, the 22nd of May, DMDU night two, also at the Arrow on Swanston. VPW uh, Ascension 5 at the Sportsman's Club, Yatala in Queensland. And TCW have their counter-attack show in Launceston. Newy Pro is Who's Lighting, Lightning, and AWF, the main event in Marrickville. I love, when like you, I, I love when you announce the name of the um, Newy Pro shows. Newy Pro. Who's Lightning? Who's. Who's, is it? Mm. Hey, Lyle, did you try and log in from a new device on our Twitter? Uh, it's the same device, but I had issues with Twitter again, so I had to delete it and... Reinstall it. I was about to change the password. I I was about to change the password again. Please, please don't. I had to scroll through uh, twelve days of messages to find the password again because I didn't want to look like an idiot and ask for it again. But now we're talking about it on the podcast. And if I don't come short, then I'll look like an idiot. So I'm going to do that right now. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll catch you again next week. Enjoy the big heavyweight tournament this weekend at DMDU. If you're down in Victoria, if not, enjoy wrestling wherever you are. We'll catch you next week. Till then.